This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 100 with Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobsher here and welcome to the 100th episode of the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you so much for sharing your greatest asset with me, your time, and thank you so much for your support, emails, tweets, instant messages, and comments and reviews on social media and on podcast platforms. I am so grateful for your support, listening, and sharing the show with family, friends, and your network, and also promoting and sharing the show on social media platforms. We've been able to reach listeners in over 145 countries, and we've been able to do that because of the listener support and you joining me on this journey and spreading the message. I really wake up every day and I cannot believe how blessed I am to be able to do what I do and have the opportunity to provide as much value as humanly possible to my listeners and learn and study together with you three times a week with our amazing guests. My journey of real education and the quest for knowledge and self-improvement and development to becoming the best version of myself started around the year 2000 when my mother handed me this little purple book with the title Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Robert has been a mentor to me through his books, videos, and online content, his board game cash flow, his seminars. Actually, the first seminar I attended of Robert Kiyosaki was in the early 2000s in Rosemont, just outside Chicago. And I was also a Rich Dad coaching client after I failed as a real estate investor and made quite a mess. And I needed someone to help me discover and realize what mistakes I've made and truly learn all the lessons that I could learn from this mess that I created. I'm extremely honored to have on the 100th episode of the Cashflow Ninja, someone that has influenced and impacted my life and continues to inspire me, Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki is best known as the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This is the number one personal finance book of all time, which has challenged and changed the way tens of millions of people around the world think about money. His book title holds four of the top 10 spots on the Nielsen's book scan lists, Live to Date Sales from 2001 to 2008 alone. In addition, Robert has been featured on shows such as Larry King Live, Oprah, The Doctors, Bloomberg International Television, and CNN. Robert is an educational entrepreneur, a co-creator of the Cashflow board game, founder of the financial education-based Rich Dad Company, and author of the New York Times bestsellers Rich Dad Poor Dad, Conspiracy of the Rich, The Eight New Rules of Money, and Unfair Advantage. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter. You can tweet me at mclobsher or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting Cashflow Ninja, one word, all capitalized, to 44 
888-222-222. That's two fours and three twos. Today's show is brought to you by my friends at Joint Ops Properties. If you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and you're interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or how to get the results you want, you can visit jointopsproperties.com for valuable information to get you started. Listeners of the Cashflow Ninja can also grab a free audiobook download from Audible when you try Audible for 30 days. You can grab your free audiobook download at cashflowninjabook.com. I would highly recommend the Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki for your first audiobook download. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to the Cashflow Ninja podcast with your host, MC Lobsher. You must be prepared to ignite. It is my honor to have on the Cashflow Ninja podcast the chief instructor and sensei of Cashflow dojos and gushkus around the world, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of the best selling personal finance book ever, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Robert, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I've never been called that before. <laughs> Honored to be on your program. Nice to talk to a fellow rugby player and South African. Fantastic. Now, Robert, we have listeners in about uh, 145 countries across the world. Uh, for those that are not familiar with Robert Kiyosaki, can you please share a little bit about your background and your journey? Well, I'm, I'm best known for Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and uh, I'm fourth-generation Japanese-American. And the story of Rich Dad, Poor Dad was growing up in Hawaii, my father was fairly big for Japanese, a six foot four and a PhD, went to Stanford, Northwestern University of Chicago. And he was at head of education when I was in elementary school. And but I call him my poor dad because we don't have much we don't know financial education in school. And then my rich dad was my best friend's father. So my whole story is I grew up with two fathers, one saying go to school and get a job and one saying don't waste your time, be an entrepreneur. So that's where the story of Rich Dad, Poor Dad co comes out. Um, I went to school in New York, went to military school, and then went in the Marine Corps and flew in Vietnam. And when I came back from Vietnam, I was now 25 years old, and I was pretty disillusioned, you know, because I knew we were being lied to about the war. You know, we, weren't there, we weren't there killing commies. We were, we were there fighting for oil because we didn't want China to get our oil. So all wars since World War I have been about oil. So I was disillusioned, and I came back to the States, back to Hawaii, and then I decided I'm going to listen to my rich dad. And I became an entrepreneur and professional real estate guy, and I've never looked back. You know, I haven't had a job since. Now, I've been consuming your books and playing your board game Cash Flow since 2000, and I'm also a former Rich Dad coaching student, actually, when I needed oh, my Oh, good. Congratulations. Very <laughs> smart. Very smart. Very smart. <laughs> yeah, I, I needed my butt kicked a little bit uh, a couple of years ago when I made such a mess uh, in some real estate investments that I had. So I got a, a Rich Dad coach to get me on, on right on the track. And through by following you, I've seen through uh, many years that the predictions that you've spoken about become a reality. And right. Obviously, you've said financial literacy is at the root of our problems, and you wrote about it in The Conspiracy of the Rich, and also uh, the reasons why we're in this mess in Second Chance. And you had also mentioned some of the lessons from your mentor, Bucky Fuller, that wrote The Grunch of Giants. You've mentioned that experience that you had in Vietnam. When was that exact moment uh, that you start realizing like how, how the money game really works? Well, I, I just realized I was being lied to. You know, they, 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 back in the 60s, I'm a child of the 60s, they used to say all oh, the Russians were brainwashing people. 
Well, so does a U.S. brainwash people. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I love the Marine Corps. I love military school. But they were basically accusing the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese for being martyrs, you know, willing to die for their cause. And I said, well, so are we. You guys are training us for the same thing. And then when I realized that we were there, because my first job, uh, my training from King's Point in New York was for the oil industry. So I understand oil. And Vietnam has a lot of oil. And America just didn't want Vietnam, China to get our oil. So that's why we went to war. So since Mosul and um, Aleppo and all that stuff, we're still at war because of oil. You know, it's not about terrorists. It's about oil. And I just wish people would just tell tell the truth rather than tell us it's for God, mother, and America, you know. Right. So that's that's when I kind of woke up and I went, let's go, wake me up, wake me up, wake me up. I'm I'm being lied to by my own country. And that's definitely been exposed uh in the last couple of months with this fake news uh concept being thrown around and, and kind of unfolding right in front of us. Um, oh, did you see that Obama? I mean, I'm not Republican or Democrat, you know, but they're accusing Russia of hacking. Right. And when the when Steve Croft of 60 Minutes asked Obama if we were hacking, Obama's basically said, no, we don't hack. I mean, give me a break. Give me a break. Everybody's hacking everybody today. You know what I mean? Right. But they just want to discredit and Trump's my friend. So they want to discredit Trump saying that. He would not be president if Russia hadn't hacked. I'm going, oh, give me a break. You know what I mean? And people, Americans are that stupid to believe that stuff. And you've co-authored several books with your friend, President Donald Trump. And, of course, you guys address the behemoth of the global problem of financial literacy and why we want you to be rich. What do you see happening in the first 100 days of a Trump presidency? Um, because the structural pro- uh, problems in the economy and the global financial system, by the looks of it, is terminal. And what is, it, what is in store for markets and an economy under President Trump? Well, I, I, I'm going to wait and see. This may sound strange. I, I voted for him. I donated money and all that. But I really kind of hope he, he wouldn't get elected just because of who he is. He's going to shake things up, and some people, somebody is not going to like what he's doing. You know, A lot of people don't like what he's going to do. So he's my friend. I want him to stay alive, is what I'm trying to say. And it's a completely different uh, uh, approach to it because now he's in the public. And, of course, you know, in, in, in the public right now, we have to play nice and say the right things and look right and that. And in business, it's, complete, it's completely different. Well, I think the most important thing is Trump doesn't need money. That's dangerous. You see, Obama and Clinton needed money. And so what happens, as, as you know, being from South Africa, there's a lot of what's called kleptocracy in South Africa. You know what I'm talking about. Right. So a lot of people run for political office for only one thing. It's money. It's a, it's a kleptocracy where you steal from the top. But that's been going on for centuries. There's nothing's going to change, you know. So the last really rich president was Kennedy, and they took him out, and the next one is Trump, and I'm afraid they might take him out. That's what I'm afraid of, because he can't be bribed. You know what I'm talking about from South Africa. Right. You have you have Mr. Zuma, and uh, he was Mandela's pick. And uh, I love South Africa, but it just breaks my heart to see how it's coming apart due to people stealing, you know. 
it's just tragic. And one thing that you can look at the team that Trump's bringing in too, to your point, they don't need the money either. These are guys coming in to do a job. So, Correct. You know, look at the uh, head of education, Betsy DeVos, and she's DeVos of Amway. But also her father was Prince. So she was a rich girl who married into the DeVos family, the Amway family. So she's a billionaire. And she's going to do things differently in education. So that's exactly kind of the story of rich dad, poor dad. My poor dad was highly, highly educated academic, but he didn't have any money. So DeVos is more like rich dad, and she's going to come in and say, hey, all you school teachers, you better shape it up. So that's where I think, uh, I just want to let you know something. All revolutions don't come from the poor. They actually come from the middle class. And that's what's kind of frightening today is that the middle class who are so upset with Trump right now, and again, I'm not Republican or Democrat. I don't, I don't have a dog in that fight. But there's something going to shake out. There's something's going to come from the blind side that we don't know. We haven't seen it yet, but it's coming. And the problem is our economy may be recovering, but it's still very weak. And the problems that caused the economy to crash back in 2005 still exist. They haven't gotten better. In fact, they've gotten worse. So that's why, you know, Trump is a great, great man. He's going to try and straighten it out. But there's too many stupid people like my poor dad, you know, PhDs. PhD stands for poor, helpless, and desperate. They don't know how to make money, and they think they do, though, because they got a, they got a pension or a paycheck. So it's really a, a frightening time. It really is the challenge between the academics and the capitalists. That's the way I see it. Yeah, and Rich Dad Prophecy, you wrote about the biggest financial crash that was coming around about uh, 2016. And you also wrote uh, in the second chance about the history of the crisis that's coming. And although the markets haven't crashed, there have been crashes in many sectors. I mean, we've got, what, zero zero percent interest rates and banking and financial institutions are in trouble again look at the italian banks and uh don't even get yeah don't even get me started on deutsche bank it's like the walking dead um what's your current assessments of uh, of assessment of where we are economically in the state of the global economy well the reason the market didn't crash is because we had all those bailouts you know quantitative easing but that only delayed the problem the real underlying problems, the crash already happened, like you already mentioned them, interest rates are now below zero. That's never happened in the history of the world. That negative interest rates are sending shockwaves through all the pension plans throughout the world because most pension plans are based upon some 8% average. Well, they can't reach that average at 8%, at 0%. And the other thing that dropped was the price of oil. And the price of oil... Most countries like Russia and Venezuela and the other oil countries, they depend upon oil to be $100 a barrel. So that's why we're, going to, we're probably going to go to war because when you, when like country like Russia cannot pay its bills because oil is too cheap, or war is a distraction. So you had, the, you had the banking crash, you had the interest rate crash, you had the oil price crash, and then you have the rise of ISIS. So I'm sitting there looking at this whole thing, and Obama says he did a great job, and my friend Trump is taking over. I'm going, holy moly, you know, I hope everything comes out, but nothing's been fixed. 
It's only been delayed. And again, in the media, this is not something that the media is going to tell you. They're going to tell you about the financialization of markets, quantitative easing, and all these other terms that they use to push the, 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 the crisis forward and kind of hide what's really going on. Yeah, and they don't ever tell you about the big corporations, you know, like the, so, the so-called executives. And I put most corporate executives in the Hillary Clinton camp. They're highly paid uh, employees. But what they've done, the reason the stock market prices are so high is that since interest rates were near zero, they borrowed the money. Then they bought their own shares of stocks, which jacked, so their company stocks got pumped up. And these guys had options, and they pulled out the money at the top, leaving the corporation deeply in debt and weaker because it's in debt, but there was no improvement in the basic uh, fundamentals of the business. So they just propped up their stock took their options and said adios. And that's what's going on. It's the biggest ripoff of of people in the world. It, it goes on all over the world. That's what that's that's what Second Chance is about. That's I have another book coming out in May. It's called Why the Rich Are Getting Richer. And that's all I sit there and write about it, but you know, only a few guys like you and Sally and those other guys understand what I'm saying. And that's the tragedy. Now, Robert, you love real estate and you have a very large real estate portfolio and you love using debt to acquire real estate. What's your view on the real estate market right now? And are you still looking at deals and purchasing real estate? I'm always looking, but right now, you know, in in investing, there's three positions, in, out, or stand aside. And I've been standing aside for a year now, simply because the prices don't make sense. And um, so the prices are really high. Like my office, when I when I moved here 20 years ago, there was nothing around me. Now all these high-rise, high, you know, expensive apartments are here for all the um, Generation X and Millennials, and they're empty. So it's much like China, where they have a lot of, you know, condominiums that are empty. And I go all around the world, and I see a lot of empty apartments and condominiums. So I think the real estate boom, I, I hope I'm wrong again, but I think it's going to crash, which is a good thing because that's when I start buying again. And we have this huge demographic wave of baby boomers, um, as you wrote about too in Rich Dad's Prophecy, uh, playing into this this trend in these markets as well. Uh, what do you see happening there? Well, the baby boomers – have been the luckiest generation in world history. You know, you could be a complete idiot and you could get rich. And that's because ever since 1970 or right after the World War II, the whole world economy boomed. The Federal Reserve Bank came in and Greenspan, Federal Reserve Chairman Greenspan, started lending money to Wall Street to invest. So all this money went in. The baby boomers got really rich. But that all stopped in the year 2000. So now the baby boomers who I'm a part of they're going to start cutting back. They're not going to invest. And many of them have to start withdrawing. How many, estimated the 75 million American baby boomers, plus there's baby boomers all over the world. Like Japan is more percentage, higher percentage of baby boomers than we do, America does. And they're, they're going to be a drain on the markets because they have no reason to invest, but they have to start withdrawing to live. And that hasn't started yet. It's just starting now. 
Now, you spoke about the middle class and you and Donald Trump actually wrote in your book, Why We Want You to Be Rich, of how the middle class is disappearing. And you just mentioned that revolutions start with the middle class. And I think um, for the listeners out there, if you have not read The Cash Flow Quadrant, I would put that at the top of your list explaining the four quadrants, the employee, the self-employed on the left side of the, the cash flow quadrant, and then big business and investor on the right side of the quadrant. What advice would you give to listeners that find themselves in the E and the S's to go over to the B and the I? Well, going from you know today, the big push is for people to go from employee to uh, entrepreneur or small business. And that's good, but 9 out of 10 will fail. The worst thing about it is that the S quadrant is the worst quadrant to be in because you pay the highest percentage in taxes. So the employees pay – this is all true all over the world. Employees pay approximately 40% of their income in taxes. The small business owner pays approximately 60%. Six, zero. It's ridiculous. And then if you're a big business owner like uh, Steve Jobs or Trump, you pay 20%. And as a professional investor, not a passive investor, you pay 0%. So you mentioned real estate. So I'm, I'm a professional investor. I have businesses all over the world, and I make a lot of money. But the reason I buy real estate is because I can use debt and then pay no taxes. So I just get richer and richer and richer and richer because I can make a lot of money legally doing what the government wants me to do, which is invest in real estate or invest in oil or invest in food, and I pay less tax. So I make more money. The E's and S's work hard, but they pay the highest taxes. It's hard to get ahead from the E and S side. And it definitely is a mindset uh, shift, and it ties into the lessons from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The rich don't work for money. Your house is not an asset, and savers are losers. And it's actually quite astonishing if you look at some of the media programs out there that they're still encouraging people to buy a a home, save money, go to school, get good grades, and invest for the long term. In the stock market, yeah. In the stock stock market of all places. At its its highest point in history. It's uh, it's amazing. It's uh, someone actually the other day asked me what you know about the stock market. I said, well, if you if you buy low and you sell high, uh, what what would what what you do, what would you do right now? Well, you know, if you're very sophisticated, as you know, you can short the market, right? Which means you make more money when it crashes, right? But the average person can't do doesn't how to do that. They they went to school and got a job. So right now, I'm actually shorting a lot of stocks. I'm not, I'm not buying the stocks. I'm buying put options on them. I'm selling put options on them. So I don't, have to, I don't even need money to make money. That's the sad part about it. <laughs> and that comes from financial education and investing in yourself. Right. Yeah, this one stock I bought, it was at $75 one year ago. And today, it's, then it dropped to two. So I bought a whole pile of them. And then now I'm selling the put options on them. So eventually I'll own all those stocks for nothing, free. But the average person goes, what did he do? And I go, well, that's what you do. Everybody can do it. They just don't take the time to learn to do it. And markets go up, down, and sideways, and professional investors, and if you invest in your financial education, know how to make money all three ways in direction of the market. Right. If I could talk about something right now is that uh, on April of this year is the 20th 
anniversary of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And we have a special edition coming out. And it's everything we've been talking about. The original book stays the same. You know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I changed nothing in it because it's exactly as you're saying. I was calling the market change coming. The trouble is, when it came out in 1997, the markets were at all-time highs. And everybody thought I was nuts. Then in 2000, it started to crash. We've had three major crashes in the first 10 years of the 21st century. So the new edition of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, even if you've read it before, I think you'll find it interesting, is what has changed? Why was everything I say come tr coming true? So it'll give you a, a broader 20-year historical view on what's going on in the world right now. So the book comes out in April. It's the Rich Dad 20th Anniversary Edition. And for those of you who are really interested in figuring out where this economy is going, you know, I can't think of a better book to start with. That's amazing. Now, Robert, as a former Marine, and you have a very strong belief in mission, and staying on the topic of the Rich Dad Company, uh, it has an amazing mission, elevating the financial well-being of all humanity. It's extremely powerful and inspiring. Can you share the importance of a strong mission and some of the other lessons that you've learned from military leadership? Yeah, um, mission is spiritual. You know, when I when I went for my MBA program, there was no such thing as mission. It was no spirit. It was just making money. But I went to military school in New York, not too far from where you are right now. It was the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy. And the first word they drum into our head is mission. And what few people realize is that words like mission, integrity, code, honor, duty, those are spiritual words. And those are missing today. It's not in our vocabulary. It's not in our thoughts. So the first day, I was 18 years old. I go to school in New York on Long Island. And the first word is the mission, the mission. I didn't know what the heck they were talking about. But as I got to understand more the flying in Vietnam for the Marine Corps, and then you find we're flying with a code of honor and the same mission, it was one of the highest spiritual feelings there is. I mean, I completely trusted my air crew. You know, a lot of them weren't college graduates, but we'd be flying in our gunships, you know, taking fire and all this. But the mission kept us spiritually alive. In the business world, if you're working on your mission, you have a better chance of being happy. Happiness is found when you're fulfilling your purpose. And the Gallup Poll Organization did a study, and they found that 78% of American workers are not happy at their work. The reason is they're working for money, which, as you've already said, the rich don't work for money. It's my rich dad taught me. So I work to fulfill my mission, which is to educate. When I educate, I make more money. It's pretty simple. Now, Robert, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skills. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning? Well, I'm studying a lot of spiritual books because uh, I have all I have materially everything I want. You know, I mean, I just traded my Ferrari in for a new Rolls Royce convertible. I really don't need a Rolls Royce convertible, you know, but I just it's kind of boring after a while. But I'm just looking for my spiritual guidance. So the book I'm reading is one is called Awareness by DeMello. He is a, a Jesuit priest. Very good book. And the other one is Untethered Soul by Singer. Fantastic books. For those of you who really want to understand how you can stay pure to your spirit, Untethered Soul by Singer. 
and Awareness by DeMello, fantastic books. And there's another book by Ethan Hawke for anybody who is military or a rugby or an entrepreneur. Ethan Hawke's book is called Rules for a Night, K-N-I-G-H-T. The book was written in 1480s in Cornwall, England. And it's Ethan's great, 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 great grandfather writing a message to his kids, what it takes to be a knight. And it's the, the lessons and rules for a knight are just as more viable today than ever before with so much corruption and crime and violence all over the world. Is how do you stay true to your spirit without destroying yourself? You know, Because most of us are pretty tough on ourselves. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be kind to yourselves as well as others. So that's 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 what I'm working on now. Thank you for sharing those books too. I will put links to them in all of our uh, in our notes for our show today. Now, Robert, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Well, I think lesson number one is don't work for money. You know, you, you work to make the world a better place. You acquire assets and you think like a rich person. But also another, th- another principle is you have to have good teachers. Our teachers suck, as you know. Right. They're not rich people. And they're good people. They're not rich people. So you've got to be very careful because your brain is your most important asset, your mental intelligence. But also what's really important is emotional intelligence. How do you handle rejection, failure, upset? Those are very important skills a person has to have. It's like one of the reasons I recommend network marketing for so many people is you get three very basic trainings that make you a good entrepreneur. Number one is if you enter a network marketing business, you develop sales skills or communication skills, crucially important for entrepreneurs. Second, you learn emotional intelligence. How do you stand rejection, rejection, rejection? How do you stand it and not make money? That's emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is the most important intelligence for entrepreneurs. It's the same as anything, though. A rugby player, it's emotional intelligence. You know, for climbing a mountain, it's emotional intelligence. And the, the third thing is leadership skills. We have to have, as entrepreneurs, we, we must have developed leadership skills. So many people sign people up into a network marketing business, but they lack the leadership skills to keep them in the business. And that's what I you know, went to military school and eight years in Marine, six years in Marine Corps. It was all about those skills. So you don't have to join the Marine Corps to do that. You can learn it by doing network marketing or just being an entrepreneur. Those are the skills that, provide, that lift your spiritual intelligence. And those are the skills that keep you going in a world that's full of turmoil and change right now. Right. And those are very, very valuable. Thank you for sharing. <clears throat> Robert, you've, you've said before there's a poor person and a middle class person and a rich person and all of us. Can anyone be rich? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm not really religious either, but God didn't give you polyester eyeballs. You know what I mean? God gave you the best eyeballs, the best brains, the best body. It's what you do with it. So you're born rich. It's just that you go to school and learn to be an employee. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny, personally. But I, I, I wonder why they did that. So 
that's why I just do. I mean, I don't really need the money. I make I make more money out of real estate and not paying taxes legally. But that's what my financial education does. It gives me the wherewithal, you know, to go and talk and teach and pass the wisdom down to younger generations like you. So that's why you know I'm happy to take this call with you and happy to support your efforts because you know influencing young men and women like you is my primary job. So I, I thank you for the interview. And thank you, Robert, for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, one last question. So f- as far from the educational standpoint and this big problem in school systems that we have, is there any hope uh, under in the next four years, especially, that we could get a cash flow board game into the U.S. school system and uh, some financial education? I, w- I would say it's slim to none. <laughs> <laughs> There's an old proverb that says, if I was, I knew where I was going to die, I wouldn't go there. Right. So I don't want to go into the school system. I just kind of stay out of it. Right, and develop your own outside of this to make the current horrible system obsolete. Oh man, you know that'd be like trying to teach my father the cash flow board game. He he would just you know, he'd kick and buck. You know, right. there's no sense trying to force somebody who doesn't want to learn, and that's my concern. Look at the bright side, though. It says most people aren't learning the cash flow board game. That gives you a huge advantage because most people are not that bright out there, including our leaders. There's a big problem coming out. The reason I did it, there's another book I recommend. It's called The Rise of Robots by Martin Ford, M-A-R-T-I-N-F-O-R-D, Rise of Robots. Unemployment's about to go through the roof, so it's going to happen anyway. The reason is today America can outproduce China, but not with human beings, but with robots. And... Robots are going to replace doctors, lawyers, accountants. And so all this idea of going to go, go to school to get a job is idea because robots are going to replace everybody. There's a company in, uh, forget its name now, in China. They just ordered a million robots. And uh, they're, they're the guys that produce Apple's products. And they're going to replace three million workers with these million robots. And robots work 24-7. They don't need pension plans or health care or vacations. So this idea of going to school to get a job is really stupid, obsolete idea. And the sooner somebody, and the reason I speak so bluntly about it is because I really want people to get it. If you think you're going to have a safe, secure job, I think you're an obsolete thinker right now. That's, that's really an obsolete idea. So it's better to be an entrepreneur and create jobs than look for a job. The reason I love South Africa is you, you guys know that problem more, more, than anybody, more than any other country in the world with unemployment. It's horrifying. Right. It's dangerous. Absolutely. I've said on this show before, uh, the job that you're in is most likely gone in five years. You just don't know it yet. I would agree with you. I think it's going to accelerate. There's another company called Otto, O-T-T-O. I think that's the name. And they're starting, you know, a lot of people won't take a driverless taxi, but there's driverless long-haul trucks now. And so the driverless long-haul trucks, most of them, vast majority, probably 80% driven by men. So when auto comes in and these big, massive trucks are replaced, are robot-driven, millions of men will lose their job again. So I don't know why people sit there and hope and pray that somebody's going to protect them, but that's really, really foolish thinking, in my opinion. So that's why I created the cash flow game, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I hope – and I, and I, I – Really encourage people to do what your parents did to you is pass my book on to you so you could change the way you think. 
because there's more opportunity than ever before. It's just not where it used to be. Robert, how can my listeners learn more about you, the Rich Dad Company, and keep informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? Well, the most important thing is listen to your program. I have a Rich Dad radio show, a really good one. We have all of our employees just came on today, and they were talking about all their businesses. Because in, in the Rich Dad Company, every employee is encouraged to be an entrepreneur and an investor. We practice what we preach at Rich Dad. But also I have the revised or the updated version of Rich Dad, Poor Dad coming out, the 20th anniversary, which will give you a better point of view of what's, where the world is going. And then right after that comes Why the Rich Are Getting Richer, which is a book, How Debt and Taxes Make People Like Me Rich. So, uh, And it's, it's dedicated, Why the Rich Are Getting Richer is dedicated to St. Andrew's College from Grahamstown, South Africa, because they they were really help, helpful for me in putting the book together. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Robert, this has been an amazing experience. Um, it's been an honor having you on the show. Since the time my mother put Rich Dad, Poor Dad in my hand and around to the year 2000, I've been following your work with interest. And it has been amazing how you've reached so many people all across the world and inspiring folks. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and uh, your journey with us today on the show uh, at a fantastic time. And I thank you for sharing the same mission and give your mom a big hug for me. I, I appreciate it. We'll do so. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Hi, this is MC Lobsher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining their capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy, according to the infinite banking concept. If you are interested in learning more, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com and I will send you a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Thank you for joining my guest, Robert Kiyosaki, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes, and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I really have been humbled by your support and feedback, and if there's any way that I could provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. Today's show was brought to you by my friends at Joint Ops Properties. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They have designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit jointopsproperties.com or call my friends Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to The Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. 
Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.